0: Welcome to this month's look at the nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth Tracy. And I'm Michelle Patch. I'm an assistant professor at Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. This is our inaugural episode, now that Trish has left us, where we're really talking with leaders in the School of Nursing about lots of different things that are going on. Sometimes this will be research and news and all sorts of stuff. And of course, you have been going full bore, and working so hard with immunization efforts for COVID-19.
1: Yes, they have definitely been round the clock, all hands on deck for all of us at the School of Nursing, as well as across the medical communities and public health communities.
0: Tell me some more about that. Tell me about the role of nursing with regard to that whole constellation of folks who are involved. Much as we are in general practice, we are ubiquitous help
1: not only behind the scenes with the workflows, but at the vaccine tables, directly being able to engage those in our community and to bring vaccine to them. So we've been working very hard in helping our staff, our faculty, our students to get out there and to share their expertise and time and talents with these efforts. And has this largely been volunteer efforts? Yes, largely it's been volunteer efforts. This is something that is very, I believe, near and dear to our core values and who we are as nurses, wanting to ensure the health of our communities Folks have not hesitated in coming forward from the School of Nursing to be out
0: there on the front lines and have the opportunity to support all of the great work. There's so much, of course, that's involved with this that renders the issue of getting a vaccine out there and getting it into the arms of people who really need to get it. Tell me about some of the biggest barriers that you've overcome so far, even start back to when you started, which must have been, I'm guessing, around December or so.
1: Right. Of course, the first scarce resource was exactly that vaccine. There was a lot of stress and work around trying to get the workflows right with the anticipation that those would open up, those floodgates would open up, and we will be getting more and more vaccine. But in that time frame, we had to make some really difficult decisions on how do we prioritize who receives the vaccine and when. And so we have been able to do that and put it into, of course, phases of rollout. But then it's an issue of transportation for individuals or those who have limited mobility, uh, difficulty accessing the large mass vaccination sites, or to come into any of the hospitals or health systems. How do we then branch out bringing it to folks and meeting them where they are? That has taken what seems like a very simple thing, in fact, is incredibly dynamic and multifaceted, and it takes a great deal of resource to have that successful. But we have done that, and we have launched several mobile clinics out in various senior living facilities, now in places of worship, and we're continuing to do that. So we've gone now from where the limiting factor was vaccine to now, in some regards, the limiting factor is having resource, having people ready to go on that scale to
0: get out into the community. Let's talk about training. I've had some people actually express concerns to me, hey, who is giving me this vaccine? Should I be worried about that?
1: It's an interesting question, right? Each state is a bit different. In our state, of Maryland, we have been afforded a waiver from the governor, which has relaxed a bit who is able to provide immunizations. However, that waiver still requires that individuals receive extensive Training and oversight. So the individuals who are administering vaccines within the clinics that I'm affiliated with are generally either licensed medical, nursing, other clinicians, pharmacists, or they are trainees who have, again, received extensive training for this and oversight on site in these clinics to help
0: support them and making sure that they're doing everything right. There's going to be some really heartwarming stories for you, especially with regard to the number of people who've come forward and said, look, I'll volunteer my time in this effort.
1: Yeah, we have had some really amazing individuals and I love getting out and not only meeting friends from my community, but also getting to know this interdisciplinary team. For us at the School of Nursing, we do have a master's entry into nursing program. What that means is these are individuals who have bachelor's degrees in a variety of different skill sets and now are taking that next step to become a nurse, a practicing nurse. And so getting to know them and learning about their backgrounds as lawyers and in public policy and in just a vast array of experiences, that's so heartwarming and brings me hope and resilience.
0: That's such an excellent message. One thing I saw this morning, and I would think that nurses would be especially good at helping to overcome this, is this whole idea of vaccine, what people call hesitancy, the plan not to get the vaccine, even if it is available to them. And in this particular case, some of these communities you're reaching out to and are present in right now, comprised largely of Black individuals or even Hispanics, that that vaccine hesitancy is declining, that fewer of those folks are feeling like they can't trust it. What are your thoughts about that? You must be happy to hear that also. I can speak anecdotally.
1: Understandably, I think a lot of individuals from various backgrounds have had A bit of worry about this. It seems to have happened very quickly. And so is it safe? Is it right for me? We know that those behind the scenes at FDA, CDC have an emergency use authorization, but that does not preclude all of the safety checks that need to happen. But still, folks are worried. So what we've seen is when we are on the ground at our mobile clinics, And we have our community health worker teams, et cetera, who are going out and touching base with folks and giving them the education and information that they need to make their own informed decision. And then we'll get on site and we'll have a few people show up. And then we'll have many more people because those individuals come down, they'll get their immunization. They get to know us a little bit and then they go back and they'll call their friends and say, yeah, it's not a problem. Maybe my arm's a little sore or whatever, but it's okay. And it's a good crew, so go down. And then everybody will come down. I could tell you until I'm blue in the face that this is safe, but until you actually hear it from someone that you know and trust, you're going to be reluctant. So it takes time. This isn't about coming in and I just need to educate you. No, you know, you need the right information to make your decision. And so that's what we're aiming to do out there.
0: Yeah. Another thing that you really had to deal with, and it sounds like really successfully is different institutions and different ways of implementing public health outreach, for example.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting when you have such a varied group of people that come together and have their own workflows, their own processes to get things done. And so that takes a little bit of time to merge those and to speak each other's language, so to speak. But we have been doing that very successfully and being able to be responsive to the increasing supply of vaccine the needs of the community, and we're continuing to learn
0: and grow with each other. If you're gonna offer some take-home lessons to your current nursing students regarding this program with regard to their own professional trajectory, what would you say?
1: I would say that this is absolutely a unique opportunity, not that I would ever have wished the pandemic, but that I wish I'd had some of these opportunities when I was in nursing school. Again, the opportunity to really have a chance to respond to an emergency on this And be boots on ground in the community with our friends, with our families, and be able to hone your skill set, your communication skills, your empathy for people who are not like you. We have a very special place in being allowed the opportunity to provide care. So it's very humbling. It's very exciting. It's very dynamic. I think the skills that they are learning right now and are taking forward will have profound impacts on who we become as a nursing collective.
0: What a great point. Thank you so much. On that note, that's a look at this month's nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth Tracy. And I'm Michelle Patch.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Elizabeth. I